The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Each one of us is a walking embodiment of our lives. Everything that happens to us happens to our bodies. Each event, interaction, thought, emotion, relationship leaves a mark on us. Sometimes they leave scars whether they are on the outside or on the inside. But each scar has a story because our bodies tell our story. What story do your scars tell? Whether they are stretch marks, track marks, or bruises, whether they are depression, anxiety, or regret, our scars say something. But will they say everything there is about us? Jesus reveals himself through his wounds. Because we really know, and are known, when we show how life has marked us. Jesus' marks were of a convicted criminal who shamefully hung naked on a cross. But because of the resurrection, they are transformed into signs of new life. 
Now the resurrected wounds are signs Jesus is naked and without shame. He has nothing to hide. In fact, his whole story is told through his wounds. This is why Jesus shows his wounds to the disciples, especially Thomas. He wants them to know who he is and what he's done for them. Jesus is never ashamed of bodies. Whether they were children, diseased, handicapped, possessed, adulterous, sinners, or even dead, Jesus touched to bless and heal them, to make people whole. It is no surprise, then, when Jesus tenderly invites Thomas to touch his wounds. Jesus invites us to enter his wounds, to reveal he is Lord and God, and to show how scars can tell a story that is more than pain, regret, and shame. In the resurrection, Jesus bids us who have scars, whether on the outside or inside, to touch his wounds so we would see his unconditional love. Taking refuge in the wounds of Christ is something Christians have done since Thomas. Two from the 17th century are Lutheran theologian Johann Gerhard and Lutheran poet Katharina Regina von Greifenberg. Gerhard says in his devotional work, Sacred Meditations, Jesus' wounds are his only remedy to sin and the wounds assist him in his daily life. Greifenberg desires in her devotional work, Meditations on the Passion of Christ, to be enclosed in Christ, his wounds, because they are his righteousness. Then she writes how Christ takes her on a spiritual journey to his heart, the fountain of his love, by entering through his wounds, because as she writes, Jesus' wounds are the very gates of heaven. Jesus welcomes you, like Thomas, into his wounds because they graft you into their story of forgiveness, love, and new life. We know our scars should not define us. We know we are more than our regrets and shame. We would love to leave behind our scars. But scars are not switches where you can turn them off. They go wherever you go. Our bodies need to grieve and repent. But most especially, we need hope. This is precisely what Jesus' wounds do through the resurrection. Jesus' remedy was the same for the apostles. For Thomas, he was to touch Jesus' side. And the rest, they simply needed to see his hands and his side. For Thomas, God was revealed through the wounds. For the rest, their gladness was created through the wounds. They were glad because Jesus' wounds showed them to what lengths his love went through the crucifixion and showed them the power of forgiveness they received through the resurrection. 
Receiving love and forgiveness through Jesus' wounds transforms our scars so that they no longer tell everything about us. When Jesus' wounds defined our scars, our scars tell the story of what he's done for us. Rather than shame, the scars reveal how much Jesus forgives us. Rather than regret, the scars reveal how much Jesus loves us. Jesus wants all of us enclosed in his love wounds. We take refuge in Jesus' wounds in two ways. First, through prayer, both spoken and sung. Take, for example, the 14th century prayer, Soul of Christ. It helps us receive Jesus' wounds. Or the prayers before receiving the Eucharist in the bulletin. They routinely mention the wounds of Christ. Hymns mention Jesus' wounds. For example, Rock of Ages and at the Lamb's High Feast. Meditating on the wounds of Jesus is receiving the love they embody. The second way we take refuge in Jesus' wounds is through the Lord's Supper. To help us envision this, in the last four verses of Paul Gerhardt's hymn, A Lamb Goes Uncomplaining Forth. Unfortunately, we don't have all the verses in our hymnal. Jesus' wounds are the fountain of the greatest treasure in the world. Jesus' blood of forgiveness and life. Jesus' blood that flows from his wounds give us laughter and sorrow, music and celebration. It speaks to us in our loneliness. It offers us life in the face of death, relief from the pain of depression, and healing for our scars. But best of all, it covers us with the purple robes and the crown of a queen for our appearance with Christ and as his bride in the heavenly banquet, where we join together our bodily stories of his wounds for all eternity. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.